pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. Hello, Grinders, and welcome to the Weekend Grind. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, and uh, we're back, and I'm here with Will again. We decided to bring him back in. Uh, he did a good job yesterday. People uh, enjoyed it. So uh, how you doing, Will? How's your day going so far? Man, it's going okay. Uh, I, I guess the guys know we're doing this pod a little bit early. Hopefully, it'll be going a little bit better at the end of the night if my Braves can pull through here on Urania. Yeah, if you guys know, we're doing this like right after, you know, slate kind of locks around uh, 8 o'clock right now. So uh, giving you the first look on the slate. And, uh, you know, if you obviously want more of a deeper look once we get closer uh, to lineup lock, check out Grinders Live tomorrow at uh, 1130 Eastern. They'll have that. But we'll start breaking down the games for you, get this out for you early. And it uh, should be fun. Uh, first look when I looked at it, I was like, man, kind of loaded with uh, some really good pitchers. And then uh, some really bad pitchers too to obviously target. It's a big slate overall. It's an 11-game slate. But a lot of good pitchers to obviously like. And uh, we'll talk about it. We're going to go game by game. Uh, Will, you ready to dive in? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right, first game on the slate, Baltimore Orioles, Boston Red Sox. We got Mike Wright against Eduardo Rodriguez. And uh, so this one's an interesting one. Uh, Mike Wright, obviously someone we're going to want to target. Those Red Sox bats are going to be awesome. On the other side, Eduardo Rodriguez, he is a guy, man, goes against an Orioles team that, uh, yeah, they can swing and miss a ton. And Eduardo Rodriguez, we know that he has a lot of K upside. Uh, What's your take on this game and what you're doing with uh, both sides of the ball here? Well, until Boston decides that – they can't hit. I'm just going to keep deciding, and that's the team I can load up every day. Uh, Mike Wright is someone that doesn't scare me. Very pedestrian in the K rate. Uh, so, you know, with this Boston team swinging a good stick, uh, I think it's another day we can look to these guys for some offense. Uh, Vegas total hasn't quite come out yet, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say this total is nine, pushing nine, nine and a half in favor of Boston. Um, I definitely think, once again, Mookie Betts, MVP candidate of the year, Hanley, JD. Uh, you can just run this tape back from yesterday and know how much I love this Boston offense. Yeah, that's definitely the way to say it. Uh, you know, can't argue with Boston at all. They're in a fantastic spot. Uh, my, my real debate is that Ronald Rodriguez, like – you know, there's a lot of K upside here against an Orioles team. Uh, it's, it's for sure going to be there, but there are some rays that can hit him hard and hit him well. I, I, that's definitely uh, the case. So my question is, and I think there are certain pitchers, uh, you know, Will, that are more umpire-dependent than others, and I feel like Eduardo Rodriguez is kind of umpire-dependent. Do you have data on that right now of who's going to be the umpire tomorrow? I know we were talking about that a little bit before we got on here. Do you know who the umpire is going to be? Because I, I do think that's kind of important for a guy like Eduardo Rodriguez. Yeah, it looks like he's going to have Bill Welk tomorrow, which is kind of going to be somewhat of a negative impact for him. Uh, and against this Baltimore offense, look, I love Erod. I love the strikeout upside. Uh, but in this matchup, I, I don't really want to target – this Baltimore offense, especially Mr. Manny Machado, who's been equally as good as any other shortstop in the league this year. I mean, if, if you guys are in the box scores, just pull up his game log and you'll see every day just turning out fantasy points left and right. Uh, top option on this Baltimore offense. And they're probably going to go a little bit under own uh, because of the, the bias to the E-right strikeout upside. 
Yeah, I, I could totally see that. I think getting some pieces of these uh, Orioles bats kind of for like one-off home runs like Machado, I think that's fine. A Trumbo who obviously can smash lefties. There could be a Trump bomb tomorrow for sure. But uh, I, I, I'm not out rostering Erod. Uh, I'm just going to go out there and say that now. I don't think I can end up doing it uh, unless someone ends up talking me on it and uh, say like the industry is really drawn on it. But I can't see myself doing it. Uh, it just doesn't seem like a guy would play in cash games. Uh, if you look at the price, let's see what the price is on DraftKings. Sometimes they have some egregious prices. Not 9.4K. Not obviously something to worry about. Uh, I don't think the price is going to be too big of an issue here. Uh, anything else in this game? Like Red Sox offense, I, I like what you said before. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they, they're hitting everything right now. I don't think it matters. Uh, if you want to roster and play them, it uh, just depends if you have the money to kind of fit them in, correct? Yes. All right, next game, we got Oakland Athletics. We got the Toronto Blue Jays. This is a nine-and-a-half total. Daniel Megden against Joseph Biagini, and this should be a game where we see a lot of bats going off here. I mean, we have a Oakland Athletics offense that can hit a ton of home runs. They are definitely a high-powered offense. They can also struggle, too. But 4.82 run total, that's obviously going to be good for them. And then on the opposite side, you got a 4.68 run total for the Blue Jays going against Daniel Megden, who they, uh, you know, I would assume would hit pretty hard here. This should seem like a good spot. Uh, for these uh, Toronto Bats, what are you kind of doing here with this game? Well, uh, Oakland let me down a little bit on the early slate today. Uh, outside of Mr. Chad Pender with a grand slam at the end of the game. Uh, so, the, you know, if you look in my spiral notebook that we talked about yesterday, you know, we pull a team up uh, that's been pretty consistent on the road, playing a lot better on the road and better ballparks. Uh, definitely a team I want to target for some offense. Uh, in fact, Oakland is actually one of the uh, the teams in the league that hits home runs at a higher clip per at bat. Uh, so I think they're probably around maybe I think around 18 and 19 at bats. Every 18 or 19 at bats, they're hitting a home run. And against Mr. Joseph Biagini, uh, this is someone I definitely want to look at targeting. He's not going to scare me away. So Jed Lowry should be back in the lineup tomorrow, which is going to strengthen uh, this lineup at the top that, to give them some run consistency and have some runners on base. Uh, and then you bring in your heavy hitters, Davis, Olsen, Chapman. Uh, I, I definitely think this offense is one we can target tomorrow, and Vegas agrees. You know, one thing you mentioned is, uh, you know, the home runs per at-bat. That's a great thing to talk about. And, hey, the A's are going to be the road team. So if they're the road team, they get that ninth inning, too. That's extra at-bats as well. So, uh, again, they probably won't get 18 at-bats in the ninth inning, but that could obviously be enough where it just gives you that extra home run and puts you over the top to really uh, smash those tournaments. So I love the upside of these A's. I played them today on the early slate, too. Didn't go as well as I planned, but, you know, I'm going to go back to the well with them. Curious what their lineup they trot out there. I think they're a, a great team to stack up today. They always have pretty good price tags, too, where you can make it work as well so that's one thing uh, I kind of like with them uh Blue Jays side I mean I think going like a Granderson is going to be a nice cheap cash game option to like uh Donaldson is always in play uh Justin Smoke too he'll be in a good spot in Solarte uh I think those guys are fine if you need Pol- uh not Polar uh Russell Martin at catcher uh, I think he's an interesting guy too. Uh, he's been hitting raise a little better than, than lefties. And then on top of that, it just helps roster a not so great catcher position. Uh, obviously have to see what happens. Cause I always like to say this on Sundays, we got a lot of value that ends up popping out because there's just uh, you know, kind of off days for guys. So curious to see what catchers uh, get rolled out there. Cause a lot of catchers get the days off, but uh, I think this is a good, good game overall to get some exposure to in your cash games and tournaments. Uh, any other takes on this game? Will, or you want to go to the next one? No, we can move on to the next one. All right, Chicago Cubs, Cincinnati Reds. We got Hugh Darvish against Tyler Malley. And uh, these are, are two pretty good pitchers. Uh, I mean, 
Darvish has not been himself. That's the one thing that's been kind of concerning, right? Uh, Darvish probably has a pretty good price tag. Uh, pulling it up now, he's 8.6K, which is cheap for him uh, in the past on uh, DraftKings. Then he's 7.4K on FanDuel. I know he was dealing with, uh, you know, a little bit of an injury, but I think he should be fine. And it's this Reds offense that strikes out a ton. It seems like the perfect get-right spot for a guy like uh, you, Darvish. What are you doing with him? And then on the opposite side, are you a believer in Tyler Mallett? Well, let's start with you, Darvish, who's been uh, – man, this whole Cubs team has been pretty frustrating this year, but I don't think it gets any worse than you, Darvish, who's been – you know, had so, somewhat of a yo-yo effect with all of his starts, a good start, a bad start, a bad start, a good start. Uh, I, I don't think I'm going to be investing in you tomorrow uh, just because the, despite the fact that this Cincinnati lineup strikes out a lot, they are at home in the Great American Small Park. Uh, and as we've seen before, you know, he gives up, you know, two or three runs in an inning and then suddenly his pitch count is up and then we're getting a little bit of the Cubs bullpen. So you's not someone I'm going to be uh, looking at tomorrow despite the, the strikeout upside. Uh, you look at his home run per nine for the year, giving up one and a half per game. Uh, you know, I, I think this is a spot we, where we may be able to target a few Reds bats as one-offs. My favorite, of course, Mr. Eugenio Suarez and then Mr. Consistency, Joey Votto. Yeah, I mean, uh, Votto, uh, he, he has not been as good this year, but uh, against a, a righty like Darvish, who can struggle against smart t- contact? I could get that. I don't know. This is a game that, again, like it's in a great ballpark. Uh, nine total should be one that I want to target, but I kind of might stay away a little bit. Like, Malley is, is kind of a guy that I'm a little bit of a believer in. Uh, I'll be curious what kind of lineup they trot out, but I don't know. This might be a game where I just kind of pick and choose a couple guys here and there. Like, have to see who's hitting towards the top of the lineup. The Cubs normally give us a decent amount of value, which is great in cash games. Like, a Zobris at the top is always nice. If I have the money to fit in a Rizzo or Brian, I would love to, but I just don't know if I have the salary for that. So kind of want to see what lineup they end up uh, trotting out there. That's always going to be key. But I like Zobras for his cheap price tag, possibly against Malay. Uh, what, what's your take on the Cubs stack right now? Uh, again, like Tyler Malay is a guy that I think uh, I think he's a, a pretty decent pitcher, but he could obviously have some trouble with the Cubs. And, uh, you know, Vegas agrees too here. And with that small ballpark, that's good. But uh, the Cubs offense has not been, uh, you know, the Cubs offensive old. It seems like they're struggling a little bit this year. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 until Chris Bryant proves me wrong, I mean, he's a third baseman. I wouldn't mind firing up every day. Uh, Rizzo, we'll see if he can come back to life during this series. I think he uh, batted about 333 yesterday uh, in this ballpark, and then we'll see what he finishes up with at the end of tonight's slate. But uh, I think a few of these bats, man, they're starting to maybe turn a corner. Ian Happ strikes out a lot, but he had a pretty good day earlier, and we'll see where he ends up. Uh, like I said, I'm a believer in hot streaks. And so if this uh, Cubs offense uh, starts to turn it around, I, I don't mind picking on Mr. Tyler Malley tomorrow uh, on, on a Sunday slate that, that might be starving for offense with some of this good pitching we have. Yeah, I believe in hot streaks too. And like, if I can like f- figure out when it's like the hot streak starting, I I want to jump on it. And uh, I feel like the Cubs hot streak is going to be starting soon. Uh, it could be like again, like the game hasn't started tonight too. But they they kicked off the series well. Uh, and I mean, so far they're doing pretty decent. The Cubs, but we'll have to see how they end up. But I could see these bats starting to maybe heat up. Uh, I get it if you want to go there. I just don't know kind of what I'm doing yet because I have to see that lineup. The Cubs are kind of one of those teams that can be very lineup dependent. Joe Madden does a lot of wonky things. 4.93 run total. They're, they're certainly in play. Uh, I just kind of have to wait and see what's going to happen. Uh, but Darvish and Malley are decent decent pitchers. And this is one game I still don't have my finger completely on and can't figure out all the way. Uh, anything else in this game for you, Will, or you want to move on? 
No, let's move on. All right, next game up, and uh, I think this is going to be a pitcher that we got to talk about a lot in this game. Uh, not Clay Buckholz, who's making his first start, uh, you know, in a year, but we got Noah Syndergaard. We got Arizona Diamondbacks against the New York Mets, and man, when you see the New York Mets with a four point zero six run total, you got to think this got to be a bad pitcher, right? The way that this awful offense is, and with Clay Buckholz in there, uh, you know, should be a spot where we have some interest in Mets. But what about Noah Syndergaard against this Arizona Diamondbacks that's struggling? What are you doing with Syndergaard? Is he like the number one pitcher overall in the slate? Well, if he's not number one, he's definitely my number two. Uh, against this this Arizona offense, who started out hot, had one of the best uh, best uh, best stories in the league, starting out hot this year. I just don't think this is a team we can target right now for offense, which squarely puts Syndergaard in play. Uh, this projected lineup that they've been rolling out recently, uh, all together, has been striking out almost close to thirty percent. Uh, so this is definitely a team that that I want to look at and, and see who's in that lineup. But Syndergaard squarely in play. Um, I, 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 we know that Pollock isn't going to be back. He's going to be out another couple of weeks. Uh, so they're probably going to just kind of be throwing in the, the bottom of the barrel until they can get some of these guys healthy. And until then, I want to use any pitcher I can to beat up on this offense. Yeah, uh, d- definitely makes sense to be doing that. Uh, I mean, I just uh, – Syndergaard is going to be a great play here, someone that I think has has amazing strikeout upside. Uh, I'm curious to see what lineup they put out there. Obviously, Jake Lamb being in there is going to help out the lineup too. And some of those lefties can give him fits. The one thing to mention too is the Diamondbacks like to run. Uh, they're definitely one of those teams that will run on you. And uh, the Mets have their issues with the stolen bases. I, I don't know what it's been since mezzarocco has been there, but uh, we know Syndergaard has struggled with it throughout his career, so obviously something to be a little concerned about. I think Syndergaard right now is current. My number one, I would say. Uh, you agree, right? He's the number one guy that you want to be loading up on. Uh, you know, I, I think he's going to be my number two. We'll get to my number one in a second. Okay, uh, yeah. I mean, it depends on prices too. That's kind of the debate. Uh, if we look, uh, I just clicked the wrong button, and now I got off of uh, the DraftKings price. I'm going to pull it up now because I think there's a drastic difference, and obviously something to talk about because pricing on sites matters. If you look on DraftKings, uh, Noah Syndergaard is ten thousand two hundred dollars. Uh, Aaron Nolan, another guy that we'll talk about, is ten thousand eight hundred, and then we got Strasburg at thirteen thousand four hundred. Uh, I think Strasburg is a little pricey for my liking, and I guess we'll just talk about it now. We kind of have to compare the aces a little bit. I think that's uh, one of the arguments to make for maybe having Noah as maybe number one on Fanduel. I mean, Strasburg's only two hundred more dollars. I think I'm more interested in Strasburg, uh, and so I might kind of just like buy the prices on each site. Uh, would you agree on that take? Yeah, um, that, but neither one of those guys are going to be my number one tomorrow. So, Uh-oh, uh, we got to watch out. Stay tuned, yeah, I guess. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. But uh, Strasburg, I, I think he's a little bit expensive uh, for tomorrow's slate. You know, I always try to look at the slate as a whole and kind of give myself an idea of what direction I may want to go in. And tomorrow you look at some of these offenses, uh, like in Oakland, uh, like in Atlanta, which we'll get to. Uh, you know, like a Chicago, some of these bats may get a little expensive, like Boston, who we've talked about, uh, especially on DraftKings with Strasburg being 13-4. I think he's someone I'm going to look to avoid tomorrow, despite the fact that I don't mind targeting the Dodgers. All right. Any other takes in this game? I think going like a Michael Conforto against a Clay Buckholz is a good idea. Like a Jay Bruce, maybe just target some of these lefties for a little bit of value. Uh, they still should have pretty good prices. Like Conforto is only 2,800 on FanDuel. I mean, come on. We know Michael Conforto is better than that. And he's been hitting a lot better. 
Uh, I think the stat I saw today is in the last 10 games, he's raised his average up .040. So that's obviously good to be raising up your uh, batting average a little bit. That was one of the beat writers tweeted out. So he's hitting a lot better. I think Conforto's a really good player. I kind of like him for a home run in this spot and like just kind of targeting those Mets lefties. I don't know. Do you agree with that? For sure, for sure. I mean, Bruce at 2700 and now we're switching over to FanDuel pricing, but Bruce at 27 Conforto 28 uh, even Brandon Nemo at the top uh, that's going to possibly bat leadoff at 28 I mean, this is a very, very inexpensive offense. And then uh, will Father Time ever get to Adrian Gonzalez at 2500 at first base? Uh, you know, th- this is a, a very sneaky offense tomorrow against Clay Buckholtz uh, coming off an injury who may, who may not be ready uh, to pitch against this team. So I, I don't like the Mets, generally speaking, but against Clay Buckholz coming off an injury uh, and Vegas kind of thinking they're going to put up some runs tomorrow, uh, definitely have a slight interest in the Mets, uh, Mets lefties. Yeah, and, and they're just prices are nice. Like Jay Bruce is 3,500, Conforto is uh, 3,700. Sorry I'm talking about my Mets so much, but, uh, you know, I just I think their prices are, are a little egregious, for, especially for the matchup against Buckholz in his first uh, game back. Uh, ready to move on to the next one? Yes. All right, Los Angeles Dodgers, Washington Nationals, seven and a half total here. And this is Alex Wood versus Steven Strasburg. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, a battle of two uh, quote-unquote aces, I guess you say. I don't know if Alex Wood is an ace, but he, he's a very talented pitcher. Uh, so what's your kind of take on this game overall? Well, uh, it's definitely going to be a, a game for pitching. Uh, and it's going to start with Steven Strasburg. Like I said, I'm not afraid of this Dodgers offense uh, at all. Uh, not putting up runs consistently. And when a team's not doing that, I know they're not seeing the ball as well as they should. Uh, so Strasburg is definitely someone I'm interested in, in in the grand scheme of things. Alex Wood, I mean, what a tale of of, of, of two different seasons. I mean, last year he came out and, and let the uh, set the league on fire. And this year he's just been pretty average. And I think this is what we can expect from him, him going forward. You know, a guy that maybe we can target against high strikeout teams and a guy against maybe this Washington offense who is struggling to find themselves since they're trying to reintegrate some pieces. Uh, don't want to don't want to pick on them too much. Uh, but so I'm probably going to be avoiding Alex Wood. But Steven Strasburg, I'll definitely have some interest. Yeah, I do too. He's 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 definitely a guy in the conversation for me. Uh, it's he's a guy that I'm going to like a lot. I think uh, on drafting it's a little too pricey, but on Fanduel that price is really appealing. Feels like a nice safe option. Be curious, kind of what the lineup the Dodgers end up rolling out there so uh let's see definitely more of a game for the pitchers I probably won't play Alex Wood too much just don't think it's the the right slate for him uh, more so in the right matchup so I'll just pass on him think there's better options instead uh anything else in this game uh no real interest in the bats for me how about you just kind of move on pitching only and just uh go to the next game yep let's move to the next one all right uh San Diego Padres Pittsburgh Pirates we got Jordan Lyles and Trevor Williams and uh yeah I don't know first look at this game it's like I like gotta like some of the hitters, right? These are not the greatest pitchers, but I don't know what to like. Uh, I guess uh, you know if you look at the Padres side of the ball against Williams, maybe go with a guy like a Franchi Cordero because he can obviously smash the ball. Uh, a Travis Jankowski or Hosmer at the top, I guess they could be interesting, but more so uh, Cordero. I think is a one-off as a guy that I think is interesting in tournaments. And on the opposite side with the Pirates against Lyles, I mean, I want to get a lot of these lefties in here. Get like a Gregory Polanco, a Corey Dickerson, a Josh Bell. I think those could be some interesting guys. What about you? Well, um, I definitely think the Pirates are in play. Listen, I love the Pirates at home. Uh, if you're looking at their, their stats this year, I mean, they're averaging a little over five runs at home, five and a half, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure it's five and a half. Uh, definitely a team that 
I, I'm usually interested in. But against Jordan Lyles, who's come out of this San Diego bullpen, um, and they're kind of unleashing him a little bit. I think he's trying to find his groove. Uh, he's had some starts in the majors, you know, a few years before and, you know, start and then he couldn't find his way. But but the Padres believe in this guy. Uh, he's starting to believe more in himself and it's showing. I mean, you look at the stat cast day the past few days, uh, exit velocity at about 90 miles per hour, distance at about 192 feet. Ground ball rate is at about 46%. And his average velocity is about 93 and a half. So, uh, he, he's not someone I want to pick on, and it seems like uh, if you get a new pitcher, just play him against the Colorado Rockies. I mean, this guy just shut them down almost for a no-hitter his last start, and I think about seven I think seven and a third innings, probably eight or nine strikeouts. So I, I don't think I want to pick on Jordan Lyles here with the Pirates today. Yeah, uh, it's just – it's one of those games where I kind of want to just cross it off the slate. But I think there's some guys, like I said, Cordero, like Polanco, Dickerson, and Bell. You can kind of pick and choose and take your spots with them. But I don't know. It might be a game where I just kind of avoid because, again, it's a bigger slate. But, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I just These pitchers are just blah to me. Uh, but I think taking those guys as a one-off are fine. But one of those games I'll probably try to do my best to avoid uh, in my cash games. And uh, it just doesn't seem as stackable in tournaments, mainly just guys in one-offs. Uh, let's go to the next game. We'll get the Miami Marlins. And your Atlanta Braves, uh, we got Wei Yin Chen against Julio Teheran. And, man, Julio Teheran's been really good this year. Uh, you know, I'm not the Braves fan. You are. So I'll give you the floor. Talk about the Braves here and your interest in them today. Well, I mean, I love the Braves a lot. Listen, I'm running the Braves tonight. And if they let me down, I'll just trot them back out tomorrow. Wei Yin Chen is nothing I'm going to be afraid of since he's come back from injury. Man, has he been awful. I know he had a pretty good start his last game, but all signs to him point to being a punching bag on tomorrow. Uh, you know, his fly ball rate past few days at about 60%, hard hit rate at 42%. Uh, average distance is at about 242 feet. Sign me up for the Braves. This guy should get his head bashed in, and I want all parts of this offense tomorrow. Uh, and then it, when we talk about Julio Teron, man, we talked about Alex Wood having a letdown season. How about Julio turning it around? You know, he had a few rough starts, uh, but I think he's kind of found his way. And as this team's been winning, he's been having a lot more fun and it's kind of found himself again. And so uh, Julio is someone I believe in. I, I don't think he's going to be Max Scherzer or Clayton Kershaw, but, but definitely a number two starter in this league and very respectable and against this Miami offense. Uh, I'm going to have a lot of interest in him, especially on the plus side with the uh, with the umpire we're going to have tomorrow. I believe it's Roberto Ortiz. Yeah, we're going to have Roberto Ortiz uh, call it, calling the game tomorrow. And so Julio is definitely someone uh, I want to look at because this guy is definitely going to boost his strikeout upside. Yeah, it's so funny. Julio Tehran, I saw something on Twitter, like one of his tweets when he was opening day uh, starter. He was like, it's a, he was basically grateful to be the opening day starter. He said, and when I read that, uh, like I said, I read this on opening day and I was like, yeah, probably your last, but not the way he's pitching this year. Didn't realize he would turn around like this. It's been pretty surprising. And it's good to hear he's a pitcher's umpire. If you look at his price too, I mean, are people going to want to pay 9,100 on DraftKings and 8,100 on FanDuel? Probably not. So I think you can get him under own in tournaments. And I think he makes for a really interesting play. I kind of like your take on that. Again, the Marlins offense they can be a little bit pesky at times but I think uh you know looking at this offense I think it's a good idea like if we see a pitcher's umpire for them I think that could be a nice boost for uh, our pitchers because again these guys they seem like they uh do their best to kind of nitpick the you know and, and hit the ball uh you know just kind of foul things off and really just run up some pitchers counts so that could obviously be a boost to him would you agree absolutely all right, uh, Braves offense, uh, how are you stacking them up? I mean, you played them today. Uh, I'm assuming against Wei Yin Chen, the fly ball pitcher, you're going to load up on them. Uh, what do you think the best ways to stack these guys up today? 
Well, I mean, I think you can almost take anyone. Uh, Dansby Swanson's back in the lineup tonight. He's back off the DL. So uh, we'll see how he comes through tonight. But he's someone I'm going to look at. Jose Batista, of course. Uh, he, he's not as good as he used to be, but he's still a very serviceable professional hitter in this league. And then, man, no one on this team has been more hotter um, or more hot, excuse me, than Nick Markakis. I know a lot of people love Free Money Freddie. But, man, Nick Markakis has just been such a great hitter for this team this year in the, in, in the cleanup squad. And so he's going to be my primary option tomorrow. Uh, and he's going to be a lot a lot more affordable than some of the other higher-end guys. Uh, Tyler Flowers should be in the lineup because uh, Suzuki's in there tonight. So, I mean, I could see a 4 5 7 eight, a 4 5 6 7 uh, 2 4 6 eight. I mean, man, you can stack this team up anyway against Mr. Wee Yen Chen and count the money. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and, hey, uh, man, it, it's going to be 135. Could be really hot there, too, in Atlanta. If we get the wind blowing out, that could obviously be good, too. So uh, this is a lineup I'll definitely like to target. Uh, I've been stacking out the Braves a lot this year. Haven't done it as recently, but uh, maybe I'll jump back on board tomorrow. Uh, let's go on to the next game. We got the Texas Rangers, the Chicago White Sox. And, man, uh, I don't want to sound like a broken record. I said it Friday. I said it today. This game has already almost hit the over. I mean, this game is – it's 4-3 to three already this game right now will so uh yeah i mean this game is just gonna go off and i I thought about this today uh while i was like just kind of looking at the slate uh for tonight i was like or not tonight i guess you say for sunday as i first started looking i said you know what i don't want to be that guy that's like oh yeah just play the rangers and white Sox again but like it's mike minor and ronaldo lopez this seems like too good of a spot it just feels like one of those series that just goes absolutely off the entire way uh I'm just going to keep loading up on these offenses. Both of them are clicking. They're still continuing to click. I don't like Mike Miner. These righties, right? Jose Abreu. Oh, uh, we can get uh, Tim Anderson who will probably be at the top. Uh, Matt Davidson. Wellington Castillo. I mean, even Mancada batting towards the bottom. He's better against lefties but or against righties, but still. Uh, I think this is a fantastic spot for these White Sox. I'm going to load up on them again. And on the opposite side with the Rangers, I mean, Ronaldo Lopez, give me these lefties. Uh, you know, give me Profar who's looking a lot better. Mazzara, Chu. Gallo, Odor, uh, just too good of a spot to really stay away from this game. So, again, I'm loading up on this game. What about you, Will? Listen, if at first you succeed, just do it again. Uh, This Texas game, this White Sox game, listen, sometimes in fantasy we overthink it and uh, we try to go out of our way to not make money. Well, I mean, this is a spot where you can just keep loading this team up every day, uh, loading these two teams up up every day and expect to get across the cash line in, in tournaments and cash games. Uh, neither one of these pitchers are, are anything intimidating. Mike Miner started out the year looking like he, he may have a turnaround season and be a little bit more serviceable. And then you look at his last few starts, I mean, he's just they've just exploded on him. And especially, like you said, a team with all these righties, Anderson, Abreu, Davidson, Castillo. I mean, man, even give me Trey Tom- Trace Thompson in the nine hole, who strikes out a lot, but against Mike Miner, should be able to mash one out of the park. So, yeah, I definitely like both sides of this game. You look at the – Texas lefties, Chu, uh, Kenner Falefa, Mazara, Profar, Gallo, Odor, even Ronald Guzman, um, you know, and they're not even playing Robinson too much anymore, uh, the guy that used to bat in the nine spot. So uh, this is just a team that uh, in this series, if you've been stacking this game, you've just been printing out the money the past few days. No need to, to rock the boat now. Let's keep firing them up. Yeah, I'm gonna keep printing, man. Uh, it's been a good. It's been good for me this series. I'm gonna keep printing and firing away. Love this spot for these guys. Just seems too easy for me. So uh, I'm gonna load up on this game again. Seems like a good spot. Uh, yeah, I'll just keep chugging along here. Uh, gonna be excited to play it again. Uh, I just think it's gonna be a spot you want to get exposed to in your cash games for sure and in your tournaments. Uh, anything else in this game? You want to move on to the next one? 
Let's move on to the next one. All right. Uh, Milwaukee Brewers, Minnesota Twins. We got Junior Guerrera and Jake Odorizzi. And, uh, yeah, I think this is a game that we should have interest in. Uh, nine total should have some uh, – you know, these pitchers are not pitchers I love, but uh, I think there's, these bats are going to have, uh, you know, guys that I want to target here. Uh, specifically, if you look at Odorizzi, fly ball guy. I think Travis Shaw, man, this could be a really great spot for him. Curious if we get G-Man Choi in there. If we do, I think that could be interesting. He can have a lot of pop. Uh, he could be someone that has interest in. Uh, what about you? Any interest in any of these Brewers bats? Uh, again, uh, Jake Odorizzi, he's a guy I, I want to target. Uh, I just I like targeting the Brewers more so when I can get a left-handed pitcher. That's kind of one of the worries. But Jake Odorizzi is reverse split, so what's your take? Well, I mean, you know, you look at this, this Brewers offense. Uh, they've been then steadily but surely, you know, scoring, sneakily scoring, you know, eight runs here, seven runs there. Uh, Jake Odorizzi is not someone that's going to scare me on a Sunday, uh, but we will have to take a look at this Brewers lineup. They're another team that does a few wacky things on Sunday sometimes, so we'll have to take a look at this lineup and kind of see where they're going to be, uh, but definitely a team I don't mind, uh, especially with, like, like we talked about, Jake Odorizzi being reverse splits. I mean, Kane, Aguilar, uh, Santana, uh, even Jet Bandy in the eighth spot. I mean, he's not the best hitter in the world, but he does have a little pop in his bat. Um, so he's someone I, I, you know, I'll definitely look at if you, you, you want some savings there to catch your spot on DraftKings. Uh, and then we go to the other side of this game with these Minnesota lefties. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Junior Guerra uh, may not make it through three innings, and that's, that's probably going to be a hot take. But I look at this lineup, Kepler, Rosario, Escobar, Logan Morrison, uh, possibly Robbie Grossman. Man, uh, Junior Guerra should have a tough time with this Minnesota Twins offense. And uh, this is a team I'm definitely – I've bought into long-term for the year, so I'm going to have some extreme interest here tomorrow against Junior Guerra. Yeah, and listen, Joe Mauer just went on the DL, so we don't have to worry about Joe Mauer now. That's kind of nice, right? We don't have to worry about rostering him. Uh, I mean, I've rostered him a little bit this year, and he's been good. Uh, but I don't have to worry about rostering him. That's, that's always nice. We got Max Kepler, Eddie Rosario, Logan Morrison. I mean, Brian Dozier always like putting him in the lineup. Uh, Eduardo Escobar has been incredible. This is a great spot to load up on Twins. I definitely have more interest in the Twins offense than the Brewers, and I think this is a good one to target here against Guerrera. Uh, just uh, those lefties could definitely have their day against him, and I think uh, it's a pretty interesting spot. Uh, how would you stack them up if you're playing these Twins? Uh, man, you know what? Uh, if, I, if I'm going to stack them in a tournament, I think I'm just going to leave out Brian Dozier. Uh, that might sound like suicide the most, but on this team – uh, especially if they're looking to stack them. Dozier's probably going to be at usually a weak second base position, uh, upwards of 20 to 30%. So, you know, you just leave Brian Dozier out of your stack and take all these lefties. Uh, Kepler Escobar, who usually goes under on. Rosario, who usually goes under on, who's been a really consistent hitter. Uh, Logan Morrison is going to go under on because he's so boom or bust. And then Robbie Grossman, uh, who who hasn't been their everyday outfielder, but is now getting a little bit more opportunity because of some injuries. Uh, his price is suppressed around the industry. I think you have to just look at these lefties and just fire them up against Junior Guerra uh, and hope that Brian Dozier doesn't burn you for two home runs, which I don't anticipate uh, with the way he's been seeing the ball at the plate recently. Yeah, I mean, his exit velocity, too, has not been as great the way he's hitting her off the bat. So I think that's fine. I think it's a contrarian way to make your Twins lineup, too. So uh, kind of like that. Maybe if you find, like, a second baseman that you already like a ton, that could obviously help you out. You can put that guy in as a one-off. So, uh, yeah, I think we can move on to the next one. And, uh, you know, we got Aaron Nola here against Jack Flaherty. This is 7.5 total. I think this is an interesting game, this Cardinals lineup. I mean, you, you look at Aaron Nola, and what does he do? He crushes righties. And what do the Cardinals have? A lot of righties. Uh, am I going to get a yes chant out of you? Is this the spot you like, Will? 
Absolutely. This is my number one pitcher on the day. Uh, Aaron Nola gets my vote for MVP tomorrow. I know we've got a, a, a lot of good pitchers. I know we've got Strasburg. I know we've got Syndergaard. But just at, uh, for a price play, and mainly speaking here on FanDuel, you know, you give me Aaron Nola at 9,600 against these St. Louis righties who are starting to pick it up a little bit. But Zach Eflin is not Aaron Nolan, so I'm not afraid to roll him out. Uh, I mean, man, you look at this at a StatCast data here recently, uh, distance at about 188 feet, exit velocity 86 miles per hour, and elite ground ball rate at 56%, and its hard hit rate past few days is at about 25%. Uh, give, give me all the Aaron Nola uh, against this, this awful, recently, uh, St. Louis offense. And I think you can just go ahead and print the money out tomorrow with him. I think he's going to be a fine play on DraftKings and FanDuel. And specifically on DraftKings, I mean, I think you can possibly get away with the Aaron Nola and Syndergaard lineup, depending on how you want to structure, structure your bats. But in cash games, I definitely think uh, that's an option there that you can look at. Yeah, uh, man, like, so, like, Nola isn't, like, that, like, sexy name that's, like, considered an ace yet, but I feel like we have to, like, kind of, like, start flipping our brains to that and being, like, yes, this guy is, especially, like, the matchup is just great. That's the one thing, and, like, one reason I end up might just kind of uh, kicking, like, Noah Syndergaard to the side or, or Strasburg is because this team just be really right-handed heavy, and I, you just look at the plate IQ with what – he does like Noah does against the Cardinals, like with all that right-handed heaviness, like it could absolutely crush him. I mean, the ISO is only a uh, 0.123. The average exit velocity is 84.7. Again, this is against righties, uh, a 30.2 K percentage, only walking 4.5% of them. And then ground ball rate of 52.2%. I mean, Noah's phenomenal. Uh, so I, I can kind of get talked on. This is one of those things where like, first look, I'm like kind of lame and I'm like Strasburg and uh, you know, Syndergaard are probably my guys that I want to look at the most, but Man, I think I could get talked on to Nola more and more the more I dig into things. It sounds like Nola is definitely going to be in more of the conversation than I was thinking. Uh, and it's one of those things I could just see. Like, I'm trying to, like, see into the future, Will. You know, how am I going to be thinking tomorrow morning? And I feel like tomorrow morning I'm going to be wrestling with wanting to get Nola in there instead just because, man, that Cardinals lineup could be really ready-heavy. And I think it's going to be important to look at what lineup they, they roll out. Yeah, and I mean, I also think it's important to think about this, too. I mean, Aaron Nola – uh, you know, he's actually getting a positive park bump going into St. Louis. Uh, and then, then you add in Mr. Hunter Wendelstead, who's going to be his, his ump tomorrow, top 10 ump for pitchers. Uh, you know, just sign me up for all the NOLA, man. I, I think this is one of, the, one of the best spots of the day. I mean, this projected lineup that they have right now, it's looking like they're going to be striking out at about a 26% clip. So, uh, you know, you give me Aaron NOLA, a team that's going to be striking out at about a 26% clip, and then you tell me they're mostly righties and a positive ballpark shift, uh, and a positive up for pitching, I mean, sign me up. I think Aaron Nola's your guy tomorrow. Yeah, you're talking me into it. When you, when you mention the name, Hunter, I uh, forget what his name is. I know when I hear that name, it's a good pitcher's umpire. So you got me excited. Uh, man, it's going to be interesting to uh, see kind of how things shake up. But Nola is definitely becoming a more and stronger, stronger play the more you keep talking to me about him. I'm getting more excited to play him tomorrow. So uh, definitely interested in him, especially like DraftKings. I want to pull up his price real quick. Like uh, he, he's 10-8. That's obviously like a lot, like I said, a lot less than Strasburg. Uh, FanDuel is at 9,600. So uh, definitely an interesting price tag on him. Seems like a pretty good uh, value, good point per dollar on him. So like him tomorrow should be, uh, should be a good pitcher play. Let's go on to the last 
last game though, and we got the New York Yankees and the Kansas City Royals. This is a nine and a half total, and uh, oh man, it's going to be tough not the one I get exposure to this game. Well, I mean, it opened at a five point four five total for the Yankees. We got Sonny Gray, the fraud. Uh, I don't know. Sonny Gray has been really bad this year, and then we got Eric Scoglin, who man, he is terrible. So uh, this lefty should get crushed. Uh, what's your take on this game? You just loading up on the Yankee bats? Yeah, man, give me all the Yankees tomorrow. Uh, you know, they, they've come to play here in Kansas City, and, man, they haven't really gotten too many pitchers that have been world beaters. And Eric Scoglin definitely fits the build of a gas can. And so I think this is a guy that's probably going to get his head bashed in tomorrow. And so if you can fit in some of these bats, uh, I think this is definitely a team you want to invest in, especially uh, with, with the price of Gary Sanchez starting to creep down a little bit around the industry. Uh, and especially on a site like FanDuel where a lot of people don't play catcher, he's usually uh, – his, his ownership percentage is usually a lot lower there. So give me all the Gary Sanchez tomorrow against Eric Scoglin. That's going to be my dong call of the day. Um, and then you, you, you plug in Judge, you plug in Stanton, uh, you plug in Aaron Hicks who, who may be playing tomorrow. And then for some reason, man, the bottom of this Yankees lineup – it's just been phenomenal this year. Glaber Torres, Miguel Andahar, very serviceable guys that are always going to go under on because of their lineup spot, but have just been producing. So uh, I'm not a Yankees fan, but when it comes to fantasy, it's about making the money. It's not about being the fan, and I definitely think this is a spot you can stake your flag on tomorrow. Oh, yeah, trust me. I mean, you're talking to a Yankee hater over here. I, I am not a big Yankee guy. I'm a Mets fan. They, you know, the Yankees bother me enough. I got all these Yankee fans around me. Trust me, I hate rostering them too, man. Uh, it's definitely not fun, but uh, I'm going to have to do it. And uh, hey, I rostered Aaron Hicks today and he ended up hitting the homer. So that was obviously good. They, they're treating oh, me well. Goodness. Yeah. So uh, that's some good stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, you got to like the uh, got to like the Yankees here in the spot. Scoglin's bad. I think you hit the nail on the head with everything you said. Uh, any interest in Jays or Sonny Gray? Like, Sonny Gray is really cheap. I mean, it's just worth noting. Uh, last time he was this cheap out there, he ended up being chalky and struggled. But he's 6,500 on FanDuel. And then on DraftKings, he is 7,200. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned this, and I kind of just missed it. But uh, did you have any interest in Sonny Gray? I, I heard you talk about the Yankees offense, but I don't know if you mentioned Gray at all. No, I don't have any interest in Sonny Gray because he's going to have very limited strikeout upside, especially with the guy that's kind of been struggling along throughout most of this year. I mean, he did have one or two good starts recently, but not a team. He's not a guy that I want to choose to pick on the Royals with. In fact, that you know, for for a sneaky tournament stack, I definitely think the Royals are going to have some some tournament appeal. Uh, and, and not top to bottom, but, you know, you look at Alex Gordon, who's really been good this year that people may not be paying attention to. Uh, you know, you take him, you take Salvador Perez, you take Moustakas, uh, you take John Jay at the top, who's not a great hitter, but uh, he's going to definitely make some contact and get on base. Uh, I think this is a, a, this is a team that uh, sneakily could put up some runs on Sonny Gray tomorrow, who, you know, if you look up and down his game log, he's really been, been struggling really been struggling and so he's not someone I'm going to be afraid uh to pick on tomorrow with the with his offense at home yeah I agree if you if you if you want to take one guy in this game on the Royals side again I'm not really in the business of playing uh, Kansas City Royals but man Mike Moustakis feels like a good chance at a home run here against Sonny Gray so I kind of like him a little bit but uh not too much interest in the Royals other than that uh that we got through the games though that was kind of quick uh you know seemed like it's a, a pretty good slate though overall will but we got to go on and talk about the stack of the day people love hearing what your favorite stack is so uh if you want are you ready or i can kick it off because i think i know where i'm going right away uh so uh what's up 
I know I know where you're going, and uh, you may not know where I'm going, but you should. But I know where I'm going, so either way, doesn't matter to me. All right, let me let me go first. Let's get it out of the way, man. Just load up on the Rangers and White Sox. It's been printing <laughs> me money. I'm gonna keep printing it. I mean, it's been so good. Like. Uh, it's already going well tonight. It's gone well the other days. Like I'm just going back in on it. Mike Marner and Ronaldo Lopez are guys that I like to target most days. Why not do it in the same game? Uh, you know, I don't. I feel like people don't understand that the Chicago White Sox U.S. Cellular Park is a hitter's park. Uh, it's definitely going to be good for that. So uh, I'm going to load up on this game. Love it up and down. Uh, I'll just say if, if I'm going to stack them up, like I said, the way I've been doing it, I'm going to play Chu, Mazzara, Gallo, uh, kind of see how the lineup shakes up, but I love going and getting those outfielders in there because the White Sox outfielders aren't that great. And then I can load up on, you know, Jose Abreu, Matt Davidson, Wellington Castillo, uh, just kind of uh, load up on those guys. So love this game. Yeah, you predicted it. I'm sure everyone predicted it who was listening, but hey, uh, it's done me well. I'm going to keep going back to it. Uh, what about you, Will? Uh, you know, we, we teased it for a little bit. What's your uh, favorite stack of the day here? Uh, excited to see who you like because, again, people don't no, I don't think they're able to guess this one. Man, give me my Braves tomorrow against Wee Yin Chen. Uh, my Braves have been struggling a little bit, and I've noted that they haven't been playing well at home, but they've, they've got to break out of this slump. And so, you know, an- another rule in my little spiral notebook that I keep with me, you know, if a team burns me and they've, they're in an equally good spot, I'm going right back to the well. So uh, give me my Braves tomorrow against the, these Miami Marlins. Um, I, I just think this is this is a good spot for – for, for some big time production. And, and I think, I think tomorrow uh, you can look for some good home run upside here. I could see three home runs off. We and Chen in the first two innings. So I'm taking my Braves. Yeah. I like that call. And I mean, the XFIP right now for Wei Chen 5.37, uh, you know, he's giving up a 45, 45.4% fly ball rate right now, getting hit hard. I think it's a great call there for you. So uh, yeah, the Braves stack is in play a lot and they're expensive. So people I feel like are really not playing them right now because of that. So Love that take there. Should be a really fun slate. That about wrap it up, though, guys. Thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, again, if you have any questions about the slate and see if our opinions change, you can give me a follow on Twitter at Travis Mangone. It's T-R-A-V-I-S-M-A-N-G-O-N-E. You can't do that with Will, but you already know what he's playing and what he's going to be doing because, Will, he's not on Twitter yet, but we'll work on it. We'll maybe get him there one day, uh, Will. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to kind of work in and see if I can get you on there eventually. How's that sound? Sounds good, man. Uh, whenever I hop on there, you, you can just see me at Chief Justice 06 whenever I decide to hop on there. All right, unless someone takes it, but uh, hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully there's not an imposter already out there. But, uh, again, that, that'll about wrap it up for us. Thanks a lot for joining us. For me, Travis Mangone, and for Will Chief Justice, we are out of here. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 US only.